So my story starts with a, a little bit of a soccer cheer. So if you guys would repeat after me, that'd be great. Oh, win the Yanks! Hi, my name is Max, and I'm a supporter of the United States national soccer team. <laughs> my story begins, like so many other of my stories, in a bar. I had had several of what we are going to refer to this evening as Capri Suns. And I had a head and a stomach full of Capri Suns when my buddy turns to me and says, Hey man, are you going to go to Mexico this weekend? Now, the United States had just defeated Costa Rica in a World Cup qualifying match, a win that put us one step closer to qualifying for the 2014 World Cup. And the United States was preparing to play Mexico that weekend at the famed Estadio Azteca, a 100,000-person fortress at a 7,000-foot altitude that the United States soccer team has never won a World Cup qualifying match in. I had to think about it for a minute. Not because that wasn't exciting, but because at the time, I had a part-time job running Facebook pages, and money was a little tight. He could tell that I was pensive, and he prepared to lean in and deliver an argument that I swear to this day should be presented in front of the Supreme Court. Come on, man, it's Mexico! <laughs> yes, 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 I'm in, I'm in, let's go. Now, if anybody here has ever uh, had a number of Capri Suns, uh, when you wake up the next morning, you might not be too startled to get a text message that says, hey, what time am I picking you up? And not know uh, what it means. <laughs> but you might be a little startled to check your email and find a receipt for a round-trip ticket to Mexico City that leaves that afternoon. <laughs> when that happens to you, there's two questions you ask. The first is, do I have a passport still? And the second is, did the three Spanish classes I just so barely passed in high school mean anything right now? The answers were yes and no. And that's how I found myself in downtown Mexico City trying to find my game ticket from my buddy, Crazy Omar. His first name is Crazy. And he hadn't been answering his text messages all day. I finally got one that said, where you been, man? I'm leaving on this bus in 10 minutes. Well, Crazy Omar, that's a little bit of a problem, buddy. Like, you didn't tell me where you are. You're now a mile away from me in downtown Mexico City, and I've got 10 minutes to find you. If anybody here has ever sprinted at full speed down a busy street in a foreign city, pretty much decked out like a make-believe Captain America, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. You turn a couple heads. It's now happened to me in Germany, the Czech Republic, South Africa, and Mexico. <laughs> get the ticket from Crazy Omar, but I've still got no way to get to the game. I didn't really plan this out that much. There's four buses that are leaving with a police escort to the stadium, but they're all full. And at this point, I've got to find somebody else that's going to the game. And this is that situation when you're in another country and you're trying to find another American. In this situation, it was the dude that was ironically wearing a Mountain Dew t-shirt walking down the Paseo de Reforma. After convincing this gentleman that he and his friends should indeed go to the game, he made a phone call. Now, I've made some good decisions in my life, like joining you great folks this evening at Arctic Entries. Um, I've also made some bad decisions in my life, like agreeing to race my buddy in a 40-yard dash with the winner picking the loser's vanity license plate. 
But getting into a car with four people I just met in the busiest street in downtown Mexico City with the understanding that we're going to a soccer game, if anybody in the room makes PSAs, make one that says, don't do that. <laughs> Three and a half hours later, I'm there. I was 15 minutes late. I turned my shirt inside out to clandestinely sneak into the stadium after the game had started. And it's, it's just too much to behold. You're in a stadium of 100,000 people and 4,000 police officers, all of who are pretty angry that you're there. And this game, this is a big game. This game isn't a regular one. This is like the Boston Red Sox, the New England Patriots, the Bruins, uh, playing the New York Yet Yankees, Mets, Jets, Giants, and Knicks, all at the same time on the moon while a black light flashes and Skrillex is playing. It's that crazy. <laughs> this game isn't about winning or losing. The United States had never won on Mexican soil in a World Cup qualifier. This game was about representing. This game was about being there and being heard. It's a game that for me was about remembering why you take deep breaths, why you pound your chest during the songs. It's remembering that Clint Dempsey, our midfielder, our star midfielder, why he walks out onto the field every game representing our country, or why Jeff Cameron, our defender whose haircut I stole, <laughs> why he's proud to walk out and defend our team. At the end of the game, look up at the scoreboard. Mexico, nothing. United States, nothing. And for some people, that might not mean a whole lot. Soccer is boring. It was a tie. <laughs> no. No. When you're standing with 500 of your friends behind two chain link fences that are topped with barbed wire, with hundreds of police officers in riot gear surrounding you, it's not about winning or losing. It's about being there and representing. Now, if you haven't been to a soccer game before, they don't always end on the friendliest note. The 100,000 people in the stadium, the 4,000 police officers, our presence was an assault on their cultural identity. They were not happy we were there. There was no van going to TGI Fridays for chicken strips and beers after this game. <laughs> and normally, they'll let the stadium clear out and the away fans all leave afterwards when the parking lot is clear. Not in Mexico. They keep the Mexico fans in the stands while they try and usher you out past hundreds of riot police. Everything starts raining down on you. Shoes, batteries, bottles, you, you name it, it was thrown in our direction. And it was this moment that I turned to my buddy Garrett. And I looked at Garrett and he had conveniently stowed away an emergency poncho in his pocket that he had pulled out and put over himself. And I thought about it and he said, hey man, they closed the concession stands like 30 minutes ago. Those cups they're throwing? Those aren't full of beer. <laughs> Seriously? So in that moment, what did I do? I took my shirt off. Because I'm never going to let anybody get piss on my Alaska United States soccer jersey. <laughs> <laughs>